0: Hello and welcome to Flying Blind Podcast. My name is Evita and here, I'll be talking about my journey with you and hopefully help you feel good about your own very unique journey. I'll be sharing with you how I am on the no plan plan as I have been most of my life and how that's actually okay. My hope is for you to feel inspired to get out there, spread your wings and fly. On last week's episode of Flying Blind, I spoke to my dear friend Leah, and we spoke a little bit about her childhood. And that conversation really made me think and reflect back on my childhood and how it actually really affects our lives and how we behave as adults. Leah's childhood could not have been more different than mine. Uh, She grew up in a little bit of a tumultuous environment and she has really been able to surpass that. And my childhood, I have to say, was not tumultuous at all, especially in the way that hers was. Uh, Mine was pretty stable. I grew up with both of my parents and of course no family is perfect, but I would say that it was pretty darn good. Uh, my dad did work a lot, so he was gone sometimes, and he's a physician, and he worked at the PICU when I was a kid, so there were times that, yeah, he had to leave in the middle of dinner, things like that, but I mean, it was nothing traumatizing or anything like that. My dad was always there for holidays and big events and things that were important growing up, and we did do a lot of things together. We went on vacations. Uh, he always made it a point to really spend time with us, and my mom, uh, even though she did work on and off throughout my childhood, she was just always there. She made us breakfast every morning. She took us to school. She picked us up from school. She was there for field trips. Both of my parents were very present, very engaged, and very involved in my upbringing as well as in my siblings' upbringings. It was a really great time but one of the things that really did affect me a lot and I don't think I really noticed until I got a little bit older and especially when I started dating, so in my late teens, And I never dated in in high school or when I was younger. Um, I grew up with very traditional parents. And if a boy called my house, oh my Lord, lots of questions. So dating was just not a thing that I did growing up. So I did not notice that um, something specific did kind of affect me a lot and how I interact with people. But that thing is that we did move around a lot uh, when I was a kid and I did go to several schools. And it wasn't so often that I didn't make friends or anything like that, but it was often enough that in my mind... I knew that I was probably going to move in a couple of years. So I kind of developed this almost detached attitude. And as it is, I tend to be introverted. I kind of have a more shy personality uh, and people that know me now don't really see me as this shy, introverted person. But by nature, I am pretty shy and pretty introverted. And even so, it takes me a while to open up to people. It's something that I still kind of struggle with sometimes. And even in social situations, I tend to be be a little bit reserved and I actually have gotten the commentary that when people first meet me or are around me that they think I'm a little bit snobby and that's not the case at all. It's just that I kind of tread carefully when I meet people and it takes me a while again to open up and to be comfortable around people. I do have a little bit of social anxiety when I'm around big crowds and a lot of people the energy just kind of overwhelms me sometimes and I kind of go inwards. And so that's just, again, my my personality. And when I was younger, I I did tend to be shy and, and kind of quiet. And it would take a while for both kids and adults to be able to engage with me and to get me to speak and to get me to express myself. But this moving around a lot, going to different schools, having to make new friends affected me then and I would say even kind of affects me now. I think I've surpassed a lot of these, what I would have called my limitations or handicaps. I have been able to work through them and I do work through them even though I tend to still get a little bit of anxiety in certain situations. But when I was a kid, it really affected the way I socialized and it affected my friendships. And I'm sure some of you can relate to this, some of you may not. Some people are just bubbly and social and extroverted by nature, not me. And I know a lot of other people aren't either. So I know some of you can relate when it comes to this, whether or not you had a situation where you moved a lot or whatever the case may be. Uh, I know some of you do deal with this, and who knows, maybe had I not moved around a lot, maybe I would still be this way. I mean, I'm not really completely sure, but I definitely do think that moving around a lot, having to go to different schools and make new friends, or sometimes not really make many new friends, uh, it did affect me probably a little bit more than it may have affected other people, and it definitely did play a part in contributing to my shyness and into my attitude of kind of being a little bit withdrawn and detached and it did kind of caused me to be disconnected uh, with a lot of people and kind of disconnected in certain environments that were not necessarily quote-unquote safe. And for me, when I say safe, I mean my home or around people that were my constants and that I knew were always going to be there, which of course was my family and certain friends that I'm still friends with now. So being in those situations of having moved around a lot did affect the way I socialized in school and specifically my friendships at school. I would make friends because I was fortunate that I was around kids that were really nice. I mean, there were some that weren't nice, but I did fortunately have the blessing of being in schools where I was around kids that were very nice and that they did reach out to me and they did talk to me and take the time to try to get to know me. But I do have to say that it affected and probably limited the amount of friendships that I had because I only made friends with people that would kind of reach out to me Or I would make friends with the other shy, kind of underdog type of kids. And who knows? I mean, maybe I would have had more friends. Maybe I wouldn't have. Again, I'm not really sure. But I do have to say that me being like, eh, we're going to move anyways. I'm just going to have to make new friends. Why even bother? I had that attitude a lot of the time. So I didn't really make too many friendships. But I do have to say that what was great is that I did make really good friendships when I did make them. The kind of negative thing though, is because I tended to be withdrawn and shy, those are usually the kids that tend to be picked on a little bit. So there were times that I did get picked on a little bit and there was a time too where I was a little bit... Uh, overweight as a kid and uh, there were some kids that were uh, a little bit mean and I think too being withdrawn and being shy because of moving around a lot kind of made me a little bit of a target uh, when I was a new girl or again because I was a little bit you know overweight as a kid and uh, I even remember this little girl one time we were sitting at lunch and just out of nowhere she looked at me she said go get me a fork and I looked at her like what? She goes, yeah, go get me a fork. You'll burn some calories. And (laughs) it was just not nice. Uh, But yeah, I, I really think that this kind of made me a little bit of a target. And me just being shy and not outspoken definitely did not help. As I got older, this attitude of being disconnected and withdrawn really affected me in my romantic relationships. A lot of the time, and I even find myself doing this now, I find that it affects me so much now in that I'm not always all in, in relationships, I tend to really kind of be scared to make myself completely vulnerable because I kind of can still tend to go to this attitude of like, "Eh, it's going to end. They're going to leave. I'm going to leave. And it is definitely an attitude and a mentality that I have carried from my childhood into my relationships and not just friendships, but my romantic relationships. And it's just not healthy. I tend still to sometimes be emotionally disconnected because I am scared of leaving, that I'm going to leave, that they're going to leave, that someone's going to move. And it's just so interesting to me because I find that a lot of people that have this sort of attitude have dealt with some sort of trauma. A lot of times it's because maybe a parent left, they were abandoned as children by somebody important because they've maybe in past relationships been abandoned, cheated on, things of that nature as well. And it's just so interesting to me that for me, having moved around a lot, but still having my parents, I mean, they're still married now and they're still going strong and I didn't have any abandonment from my parents or anybody significant or close to me as a child, yet us having moved around a lot has really perpetuated this mentality and attitude in me. And it's just so interesting to me that I don't have these traumas. And yet this, moving around a lot, has caused me to have this sort of thought process. One can look at my upbringing, let's just say, as opposed to my friend Leah's upbringing, how vastly different they are, yet we can still both have the same reaction to certain things that happened in our childhoods. And it it is interesting because Leah and I, we connect and we can relate in so many ways. And even some of our mentality and attitude is so much the same, but our upbringings were just so, so incredibly different. And that's also why uh, it is worth it to open up and to be vulnerable with people and to share your stories. Because even though the stories may be different, we still have so much to learn from each other and we can relate in so many ways, just like I do with my friend Leah. And we again had different upbringings, different childhoods, come from totally different backgrounds, totally different cultures, yet we can still relate and bond and be really close. When we come back from break, I want to talk about how I actually really started to identify with this mentality, how it wasn't healthy, and how we can change that so we can live our best authentic and vulnerable lives. Hey, everybody. This is Panchito and Mike from the 5 for 5 podcast. And you're currently listening to Flying Blind with Evita. We hope you enjoy it. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. as I got older, I really began to identify so much with this attitude and mentality and behaviors surrounding this one thing. I was really kind of detached and almost a little bit careless when it came to friendships and relationships outside of my immediate family. I really clung on to my relationships with my family, which is not a bad thing. I'm so grateful that I'm so close to my parents and my siblings and cousins. They are everything to me. They are my constants, my rock, and people that I can depend on and turn to anytime. And I'm so lucky and so blessed because I know a lot of people don't have that. But I think that I definitely clung on to that a little too hard and became a little bit codependent on that and in turn really neglected my other friendships and relationships because I identified with this whole detached attitude and I used to just say to myself or to others, oh, I'm just like that and I really saw it as who I am or who I was and I started to just become that and again, I was not forging any good positive relationships with depth and I was really missing out and at some point, especially when I was starting to have issues in my romantic relationships, I realized that it was not healthy and that it was actually a limitation and a handicap and I really needed to do something about it. I realized that with anything else though, in life, I had a choice and I had to stop being that way. I had to stop being disconnected, not being willing to be vulnerable, not being willing to be social or participate in certain things because also it affected me through high school and in college. I had this attitude of kind of not caring or oh, it's gonna end. So I, because of that, I never went to any high school dances other than my senior prom, and it's because friends pretty much forced me. I didn't go to any games, sporting events, anything like that. I I just had this attitude of, eh, that's going to be over. I'm going to move. This isn't forever. And because of that, I just didn't bother. And same thing in college. I didn't, I had no school spirit. I had absolutely no school spirit. I didn't go to any of my ASU games. I didn't, I did not go to anything. And now looking back, I wish that I hadn't done that to myself because I really missed out and I wish I would have allowed myself to be more open and more vulnerable. But when I came to the realization that this was really limiting me, I did have to make the choice to change that. And I really think that a lot of people, especially those of you that are shy, that might have some social anxiety, can identify with this. And maybe you do the same thing. Maybe you don't go to certain social events, or maybe you don't really work on your relationships and try to be open and vulnerable, and you don't want to be around people, and maybe you don't even feel like addressing these things. And the fact of the matter is that when I realized that this was a huge limitation in my life and I wasn't allowing myself to live my life and when I decided that I wanted to change, I also realized that there was a lot that I needed to address and a lot that I needed to heal. I needed to be able to open up and be willing to love and care and be willing to receive that same love and care. and also. Be willing to get hurt. And that for me was probably the biggest lesson in all of this. Really what it came down to was that I was scared of getting hurt. I was scared of the loss. And that is what I experienced every time that we moved. I would lose my friends and I would lose the school and the teachers and everything. Everything that I had experienced in a specific school or a specific place was a loss. And I don't think I realized how sensitive I was. I and mean, when you're a kid. You just are who you are. You don't really overanalyze these things. I was really reacting in such a sensitive way every time that we would move, every time that we would switch schools, it was a loss for me. It would really hurt me. And because I was shy and introverted, I would not really express it. I didn't know how to express it. I didn't really know what I was feeling. And it wasn't until I got older that I did realize that that's what I had experienced. And the reason for me not wanting to go out and experience life was because I was scared of getting hurt. I was scared of the loss of whether that was friends, the loss of an experience, an experience ending, heartbreak, if it was in a romantic relationship, I was never all in. I was never completely vulnerable. I was never completely open to love, to care, to give, and vice versa, willing to receive love and care and for others to give to me. And because of that, I missed out on some really probably great experiences and great relationships. I never completely dove in to any relationship or any situation because I was scared of the loss. I kind of just watched life from the sidelines. And I remember talking to one of my dearest friends, and she's a friend that I've known since we were literally babies. And she is very opposite than me in this sense. And it's funny because she actually grew up in the same house her whole childhood and she had that sort of stability. So I'm not sure if maybe that has to do with how she feels. It's interesting because we grew up very differently in that way. In addition, she's just a very outgoing, incredibly social and has a very, very bubbly personality. And she's just very likable and very loving. And she's the type of person that she just jumps headfirst all in every situation, every relationship, everything that she pursues. She's 110% all in, vulnerable, and she has experienced pain, of course. Nobody in life escapes life without feeling some sort of pain or rejection or loss. And she has. And I could see that she had the ability to do that. And she just wasn't, I'm not saying she wasn't scared, but she didn't express fear in doing it. She was always willing and is always willing to just jump head first into situations. And then when she would have her losses and heartbreaks and things of that nature, I would also see how much she she hurt and she suffered and the agony that she would sometimes experience. And I'd be like, well, see, this is why I don't do all in. This is why I do what I do protecting myself but then i also realized at some point that what she was doing was living she was actually living her life me i wasn't i wasn't living I was witnessing other people living their lives while I was not living my own. I needed to change that and I wanted to start living my life. I didn't want to lean on, oh, this is just how I am. This is what I do. This is how I function. I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to actually experience life. So that meant me needing to be more open. It meant me needing to be vulnerable and take risks take the risk of getting hurt, of having losses, of making mistakes, of not living this cookie cutter life that's linear and pain-free. And actually experiencing life from the sidelines was painful. It was, I was creating a different kind of pain for myself and I didn't want to do that anymore. And that is one thing that I really want to encourage all of you guys listening to do. I, I want to encourage you to be vulnerable, to be open. And in past podcasts, I've spoken about having conversations that are uncomfortable and being vulnerable and being open. And of course, you still need to be careful with who you are vulnerable with. And even though now I live my life in a way that is more open and more willing to take risks, they are calculated risks. I don't open up And just word vomit and just divulge everything about myself on a first meeting with someone. I don't make friends with absolutely everyone. I haven't thrown caution to the wind either. I'm still very cautious and I'm still very careful because you do need to protect yourself. And another thing too that I want to put out there is that you do need to follow your instincts and your gut. If your gut's telling you that a person is not trustworthy, if you have just any doubt or inkling in your gut, you need to listen to that. I'm not telling you to just be reckless and careless either, but be willing to get to know people and to see where it leads and to see what happens. Realize too that that's going to lead to some disappointments sometimes as well. And that's okay because with disappointments and loss come great lessons and you learn what to look for and what not to look for. And also you just never know who you're going to meet sometimes at a social situation, a social gathering, a networking event, a party. You just never know. And those are things that I avoided for such a long time. And to be honest with you, sometimes I still dread them and sometimes I don't go to them even though I know that I should. But now I really listen to my gut. If I'm not going, it's really because my gut's saying, hmm, don't go. But for the most part, I try to participate more in social things. I do a little bit more of what makes me uncomfortable. Because I also realize that, first of all, you're not going to die if you're uncomfortable. You're going to be fine. And it can lead to a really great opportunity. And uh, you never know who you're going to meet. You could meet your next best friend or your future husband or somebody that's going to aid you in some way or you could aid them. You just never know. So I do encourage you to get out there and live life. Don't let things from your childhood and from your past that used to limit you limit you now. It's a choice. You can choose to not be that way and for a long time I just thought oh I'm this way. No that's not true. We can all work on whatever we want to work on. It's like For me, even this being more social and vulnerable and open thing is work and it's like working out. It's like building a muscle. You have to do it and you have to keep doing it and that doesn't mean you're going to love it every time and it doesn't mean it's going to be painless, but you have to work on it. Just like I have worked on it. I've been working on being more open, more social, more vulnerable. And I can tell you that it's benefited me and benefited others in so many great ways. Me doing this podcast has been really great for me and for others. I feel like I have been able to be more outspoken and more open and share things about myself. And I feel like it's been beneficial not only for me, but it has for the listener as well. And also being more vulnerable and being willing to get hurt has allowed me to have some really great friendships. It's allowed me to have some relationships that yeah, might not have worked out, but looking back on those relationships, I learned so much about myself, about the world, about people, and I have grown immensely from these situations. So what I would really love for you to get out of this episode is that you should live your life. Don't watch others live their lives from the sidelines like I did for so long. Get out there, be vulnerable, talk to people, be social, and know that things aren't going to be perfect and that's okay. But go out there and live your life, your most true vulnerable life, and you are going to be so much happier for it. You're listening to Flying Blind Podcast. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Before I share a final quote with you, I would like to thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Flying Blind and taking the time to listen to me. I hope that you took something really positive away from listening to me today, and I would also love to get your feedback, suggestions, or ideas. You can find me and reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat at Evita Carrasco. That's E-V-I-T-A-C-A-R-R-A-Z-C-O. Remember to subscribe, like, love, and follow us on Zwerk Media. That's Z-W-E-R-C, media. My final quote today comes to you from Nora Roberts, and she says, If you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't step forward, you're always in the same place. I really hope that you take this quote to heart and that you live your best life. I hope you join me on the next episode of Flying Blind Podcast. And until next time, stay blessed and stay positive.